0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. How are you doing today? We are back with Dana from Hen Lane for episode number two. And if you saw our first episode, we are flipping the script. I'm going to be the interviewee and she is going to be the interviewer. So how are you doing, Dana? The floor is yours.
1: All right, great. Well, I'm excited for the topic and question that I have for you today, especially with um, your course being one rental at a time because there's a the question of, well, how big should this rental be? Yeah. Should it be a single family home or should it be multifamily? Um, so my question here is, you know, what is the, the difference between, um, I assume, but correct me if I'm wrong, that you promote buying one single family home and getting your kind of feet wet before you dive into the deep end. But what is the biggest difference in management between a single family and then moving over to multifamily?
0: Yeah, so there is is a surprisingly large difference. And again, as I've admitted many times, my first commercial or apartment building was a five-unit building. And uh, all I'd owned is rental houses. I think we had had technically had a duplex, but trust me, they were two houses just on a big lot. So they acted like houses, right? They had their own backyard, their own parking. They probably never saw each other the the way the configuration was. So really it was eight houses. Uh, And then we sell one. Actually, our first property, as we talk about in our book, and we go to this five unit. And as the story is spun in the book, our cash flow explodes, which it does, right? A house that's running up in value, it's going to be negative cash flow. We buy this multifamily where the rents are triple and the price is less. And it's like, hey, we win, right? But, but what really happened for that first 12 months is I was, um, I was introduced to multifamily property management, and it is very different. Uh, my whole plan for the expense structure was wrong. My whole plan for tenant headaches was wrong. Uh, my tenant turnover was wrong, right? Um, so what I would tell somebody who's thinking about, you know, single families or multifamily is, you know, for most of us, we need to start with a single family. But also if you're, if you have single family experience and you're ready to go multi in, but let's be clear by multi, right? Three, four, five houses on one lot that act like houses. Not those I'm talking connected walls, right? Like I bought a fiveplex. It was a big rectangle, like little one. I think there were 600 square foot, one bedrooms, right? So just bing, 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 bing. And uh, that's very different. So first off, the expense structure is different. Uh, you know, you pay water, you put, you have to pay lawn care, lots more uh, repair requests. And again, you have tenant headaches. They play their music too loud. Their, their surround sound does this. Their dogs do that. They parked in my spot. Um, you know, rent collection is, is proved to be more difficult. Uh, and then turnover uh, is much higher in apartments uh, like that, especially in an environment like we just went through, right? Houses are screaming, but multis are uh, a little slow. So um, so what I did when I bought that five unit is I took all my experience from houses and I assumed that five unit would be the same. And I, was, I, w- I had a rough first year uh, because uh, expenses were higher, repair requests were much, much higher, um, a lot more tracking. Uh, and thankfully I had a property manager cause I, I, I couldn't have, I probably could have managed single family homes if it was closer, but there's no chance. Even if that fiveplex was like three blocks away, I could not have managed it uh, given my day job. Um, it just, it was yeah. too much. It's, it's amazing. Like it was five people in a little square footage, but I think like interactions and headaches went up like 20 fold. Like the, yeah. I have houses in the beginning where they never called me. Right. I had several, two or three houses of the eight that they, they went in, they, they were perfect. Never, never had any problems. That, those are easy to manage. Let me tell you, Dana, when, when you never hear from your tenant, except when rent comes in, you, you think that's how it's yeah. supposed to be. And that's, that doesn't happen, at least in my experience in multifamily. Every apartment building I've owned, and I've owned several, a um, lot more repair requests, a lot more difficulty uh, collecting rents uh, compared to houses. Uh, turnover is much, much higher. Uh, it's just a different ball game. You, I, again, I could like if you're in California and you're going to rent somewhere, or you're going to try to self-manage somewhere else. Definitely get a house. I would not try to do like a 10 or 20 unit building. Uh, you know, hours away would, especially if you have a job. That would, that would probably not end well. So yeah, vastly different experience.
1: Yeah, talk about the turnover. Like, what's the average turnover you see in your five flex versus your single family home? Like, every two years, every mm-hmm. one year. Uh, talk about that a bit more.
0: Yeah. So I did this math. I think it's about a year old, but it's probably still accurate. My average turnover in a house, right? Dedicated single family home is over eight years. They just don't move. Wow. And and my multis is just, I think it was 27 months. So just over two years. Okay. So vastly different. Right. And again, if you have five units and your turnovers, you know, every 27 months, you're having a turnover about every six months, right? That's just kind of how the math works. So yeah. Yeah. Vastly. Now, of course, let's be clear, an average house turnover is like six or seven grand in an average apartment turnover is more like two grand. So there is that Delta, uh, but still a lot more frequent.
1: Yeah, and then talk about, um, so you spoke about utilities also, and obviously like trash is something that you would just incur yourself. Mm-hmm. But what about submetering? Everyone asks about that and hey, they, they kind of think they buy a place and it automatically qualifies for sub-metering. Um, what was your experience with that and utilities and also utility usage, yeah. right? Because people always ask me questions of like, okay, well, is it just per square footage of the property? It's like, well, usually it's based on number of occupants. Like each property has an amount, but then it's also occupants because if you have two properties that are the same size, but one is two people and Mm -hmm. one has one, obviously the one with two is going to use more utilities than the one with one, you assume. So talk about submetering. And then if you can't do submetering, kind of how you think about that.
0: Yeah, uh, so I've I've tried this a lot during my career. I used to buy two houses on one lot, where the one house was a converted garage, and they only had a single meter and, and those kinds of things. I've tried square footage. I've tried i tried occupancy. I've tried the you know hey you guys pay eighty percent, I'll pay twenty percent, and you always have to do it you know on a on a you know like one month in arrears right, mm-hmm. and um, I, it is such a hassle that I will not buy those anymore. And if, and the ones I have in my portfolio, which I have a several, uh, I no longer rent to two families. I rent them to one family, one lease and let them take care of it. Uh, I've looked at submarine. I looked at adding panels. Um, At least at the time I did, it was very expensive. And it's like, well, you know, this is going to take 12 years to pay back or whatever it was. Uh, So I never went that way. I have found it easier to rent to big families uh, is my answer to this. And I actually get more rent, multi-generational living, single lease, two spaces you know you can can actually get more so that's been my answer to submarine don't do it uh don't split it up just just find a you know a grandma a mom and their kids you know maybe there's you know a husband in there somewhere i don't know uh but yeah that's that's been my answer it's multi-generational living and like you know or sisters or brothers or whatever but one lease for both units that's been my answer because it was just too hard too much of a headache
1: Yeah. And then talk about also um, communal areas, right? Because if you think about um, communal areas with like, I I always think of like landscaping in a lease for a single family, you just put in there, you're responsible for the landscaping and it's in the same condition as upon move-in. We expect Mm -hmm. it to be the same. Um, But talk about that with um, multifamily, because obviously the backyard, you can't separated and say you're responsible for this parcel and you're responsible for this you just can't do it so talk more and talk more about the communal areas and how you think about managing that the cleaning the landscaping all of that the changing of the light bulbs because it's not in the unit um, type thing Yeah.
0: yeah there's just so much more um you're responsible for as a landlord and again these are things you learn when you when you just don't know um that that's all on me uh, right. Well, you know, we, we, we do uh weekly, I think it's bi-weekly landscaping, right. Every two weeks they go out, we do, um, 30 day walkthroughs of all the communal areas. Again, when I say we I mean property manager, it's just stuff we have to schedule. Yeah. You know, yep. and then of course we get a call that we'll, we'll fix it. But generally it's just, uh, every 30 days they walk through, I think it's on the, the, I think it's scheduled on the 20th. Uh, they just walk through all the out- outside areas and go oh, light bulb number four is gone or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's um, process, procedure, and expenses. So uh, again, running a, a bigger is better is a great mindset when you, when you just think about the unit count and income. But man, the headache and hassle factor, especially if you're a W-2 employee, self-managing, oh, I would much rather do houses.
1: Yeah, and then um also talk about with the um so in California at least um and you're obviously a California investor um over 16 units you need an on site manager um have you had experience with that absolutely
0: yeah I have uh, I've bought three properties over that number one two 18s and a 20. Three 18s might even three 18s so four I guess and um, yeah you got to give an on site manager which get they get one unit for free. Uh, you, uh, they're an employee, right? So they have whatever that is, right? I get, I get, you know, payroll stubs or payroll taxes. And uh, it's a hassle. Uh, I would don't ever buy 16 units, right? (laughs) Because you're basically giving a unit away for free. I actually think 18 is probably one of the worst numbers to buy because it's really like you're buying 17. Uh, But yeah, it's um, California law, you got to have an onsite manager.
1: Yeah. And do you have to give it away for free or can you give rent reduction? You can for... do
0: whatever you want. That's just a it's okay. a standard in Fresno. I mean, it's all negotiable. Um, yeah. Again, the units we have are there. There's um, again, like we talked about earlier, lots of stuff goes on and the onsite manager does the walkthroughs and all that. Uh, they they all they all earn their free rent for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I um, have a friend who was a onsite manager and had mentioned that she did most of the work. She said, you know, I was living in the place and I got a rent cut, um, but I was doing most of the work. I was doing all the walkthroughs. The management company wasn't, they were just collecting rent online. I was doing most of the stuff. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting that I think the biggest thing is finding a good onsite manager. You really, it's, it's like hiring employees too. You have to interview a lot of
0: people. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, this has been fun. Uh, I love this exercise. And again, folks, if you don't know Dana's created a, or has a 30 day trial, Himlane does, but Dana went ahead and created a script for you to test it, put it through its paces. Uh, there's a free version of the PDF in my free course and actual six videos of Dana walking through the script in the paid course, how to get started one rental at a time. Thank you very much, Dana.
1: Great. Thanks for having me.
0: Hmm?